What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode today. We are super excited to be coming to you for episode number six. And uh, this one is going to be pretty unique because this is actually going to be our first guest episode. Um, We're going to have our first guest interview on here, and I'm really looking forward to it. And without further ado, let's just go ahead and bring him on in. It is uh, Andrew Martinez from Southern Sun Landscapes. Uh, he is out in Texas. We actually got to uh, link up at Together in the Trades, the Summit for Couples in Business. And uh, we talked a little bit out there, and I was just starting the podcast, and I said, hey, man, uh, when I get back I want to and get everything set up, I want to get you on here and uh, um, get to talking and, and kind of share your story on here and just – um, go out to the world and let everybody else know and everybody hear what you're doing. So, uh, Andrew, how's it going, buddy? Bazing. Awesome, man. Well, I can't tell you how appreciative I am that I am the first, the, uh, I am the inaugural interviewer <laughs> for, for your podcast. I'm, I'm excited. No, I'm doing very well. Um, um, it's, it's hot down here right now. We're coming, kind of coming out of the heat, the humid, the humidity of the heat right now in DFW, but, we're doing all right. More importantly, how are you doing <laughs> after <laughs> after uh, the spell I heard that you had when uh, you tried to go at it with some hedge trimmers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's If y'all hadn't heard, go check out the last episode. Uh, I got in a bad accident with some hedge trimmers. Uh, I go into the full details on that in the last episode. So we'll just hit it hit it off the top here. But um, I, got, I got my fingers caught on the hedge trimmers and just about cut them all off. But... Uh, they put them all back on there, so so now we're back and we're recovering. We're doing good, but uh, you go check that out on the other episode. That's not what this one's going to be about. But uh, yeah, I to- I totally hear what you're talking about with the heat. When we were in uh, Waco, I was like, man, Alabama's hot, but this is this is miserable. I mean, I I thought we had humid uh, humidity bad down here, but it was bad out there. I mean, that's- yeah, you came yeah you came down and it was right right in the right in the thick of it, man. Y'all are a different uh, breeds working on that. Uh, well, you think it's hot there. If you travel a few more hours down to Houston and Galveston, oh, bro, it's it gets bad. I, I don't see that. You know, I mean, I know guys I've talked to with them down there, people from Florida, and, and they're telling me crazy stories. And you think that we have it bad here. That's pretty bad down there. But, I mean, it's, it's just that humidity, man. Now it's starting to kind of wear off a little bit, but it's it's all right. I mean, it's – we know what we signed up for. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, when you're going to be a landscaper, you just better get used to yeah. sweating and getting a nice tan during the summer. Yeah, that's right. Don't take your shirt off at the beach because you have a bad farmer's tan. But <laughs> that's just that's just the price of doing business. Uh, yeah. But anyway, well, Andrew, let's just kind of, I mean, we, we talked a little bit, and like I said, we linked up it together in the trades, but um, we don't really know each other that well. We're just kind of growing this relationship and, and getting to learn about each other's businesses in the community. And uh, so, Andrew, why don't you just take us through the story of uh, how you got started up and uh, right. kind of the journey to get to where you are today and where y'all are at now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so just kind of a snapshot. I've been doing this since, I guess, full-time and professionally, I would say, since uh, 09. Um, I've told people before, I mean, I've done it um, – um, in high school, kind of intermittently, things like that. I, I did it for paintball money, girlfriend money, okay, stuff like that. But uh, um, make a longer story short, I decided to get into it full time back in '09. I'd say probably mid year. I was in sales uh, right around that time. I the company I was working for filed a Chapter 11, 
and uh, we're through the recession and all that. And I was, I think they closed like half of their stores nationwide. And I was in that, I was in one of the branches that downsized. They didn't close the location, but they lost half their staff. So um, I, I was in retail and I don't know if you've ever worked retail or done anything um, in that environment sales or anything like that. But I mean, hours upon hours upon hours with very little fruit, you know, I mean, you got to have an act for it, I guess. So I took a couple of weeks, just kind of put my feet up and didn't do anything, took my severance and I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> um, but the bill still kept coming in and wife's kind of like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. Right. And I'm like, no, no, you're right. And so uh, much like what, it, what, what a lot of other guys, I think in the business have done, uh, I didn't really go into it with a, a game plan. I didn't really have a structure to it. I just kind of, what I've heard on here before is ready, fire, aim kind of thing. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. I, um, there was a van, I was a espresso minivan in my parents' van that they weren't using at the time. So I grabbed that. I grabbed my mom and dad's mower. I had an old high school John Deere weed eater at the time. Man, I didn't even have a blower. I still, I was still having to rake it all up and all that. And that was the, uh, that was the uh, origins of uh, Southern Suns Landscape. Then it was Andrew's Lawn Service, $20 guaranteed, <laughs> as advertised. So, and, you, so uh, you weren't chucking the truck. You were checking the minivan. You nailed it. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. It didn't even have a radio, bro. So, um, or the, the CD player and it broke or whatever. It was, it was something else. I can't, I can't really complain too bad at the time. They got the job done. You know, I That's took right. out those middle, I got took out those middle seats, put a couple mowers in there and equipment and tools, whatever I needed. And, but we actually have a local guy around here that uses like a, uh, you know, like a lot of irrigation companies use like the Chevy vans. They'll use that's it. right, yeah. And this yeah, this yeah. dude has a maintenance company. I mean, just like we do, and he uses that at, to pull his trailer and stuff with because he can put all of his like uh, weed a, a minivan. No, not a minivan. Like a, uh, I'm trying to think like a like a van like a U-Haul van type thing. Like you would. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a, a little bit different. I yeah. Mean, that looks a little- bit more bit more mainstream but he's got it wrapped and stuff it's actually really nice but he, the concept is he can put everything inside of it and it's dry so if it starts raining he can throw his weed eaters in the back that's because, right and, you know you get the yeah. whole back section mm-hmm. yeah but well anyway. mine's mine's to, mine, mine's i mean mine bro if you saw mine it'd be total soccer mom van bro yeah so, yeah um, well hey everybody that. starts somewhere so that's where the that's where the origin started um uh, my first business entity was Andrews Landscape. Um, I actually still have that website up in, in my Fort Worth market that I just sold a route off. So I'm probably going to shut all that down officially. I kind of let that drag on because of the Google algorithm. Uh, it's been up for so long that, I mean, it's been getting calls left and right, but I don't go out there anymore. So uh, then I partnered up with a buddy of mine in um, 2014 and kicked off that LLC, which is now Southern Suns Landscape. <clears throat> And it's, I've been doing that uh, ever since. So um, all kinds of pitfalls there and in between, you know, life lessons and stories. So it's been going on uh, almost 11 seasons now, uh, maybe probably more. And uh, this was my math there. But, um, yeah, man, so that's, you know, uh, make a – in a nutshell, that's kind of what we're looking at. I mean, been through various types of equipment. I've had up to – five trucks running, including my partners and my own at, at one point. Um, we've had up to about 10 guys on staff full time throughout the year. 
Um, I'm now, I have regressed down to uh, uh, um, owner operator. And so I've just been that way voluntarily. This is really my, I guess my first year doing that. Um, I had up to about two trucks running simultaneously over the last three years, but the, well, not truly. Like I'd have one truck open one one part of the year, they quit, or I had to fire them, or whatever. And I get back in, and I find somebody else, and it surges back into another two out. It's just kind of a, it, it's kind of complex. But but now this year, I kind of was frustrated with the uh, employment side of things, get, getting them, losing them, getting them, losing them, not really being able to have a game plan, and constantly being behind in my work and working seven days a week. I was like, this isn't living, man. I just, it's frustrating. You know, you're mentally racked, you know, and it just, it's very unstable. And so this, I was like, I need to just take a psychological break. I'm on, I went ahead and took the side of being a frog in a boiling pot. Uh, uh, one of my good friends that I go to church with, he decided to come on with me full time. I was like, it's just going to be us all year, man. So we're going to do this. If you can make it, awesome. If you can't, awesome. I'll just let go of some accounts and I'll just keep pushing forward. And, you know, equipment shows up every day, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's always out there. And he's been really good, too. And that's where I'm at right now. So I'm in one truck. I got a couple 21s. I got a zero turn. Uh, all my hand tools, two-cycle stuff. And uh, we're knocking out about uh, 18 to 21 lawns a day. Good deal. So that sounds like to me. Are you, so you're dealing with? A, are you dealing with a lot of uh, smaller like neighborhood lawns out there, or like what is your landscape out there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're in. Uh, so I'm in Arlington, Texas, uh, Arlington and Mansfield, which is uh, I guess a suburb of Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth, and um, most of the properties that I serve out here, uh, they're going to be like in your HOA. Uh, neighborhoods so they're kind of cookie cutter homes yep so i ha I have some that are man like strips like strips of lawns and front yards and then i have others that are uh twenty thousand square foot corner lot properties you know in these six seven hundred thousand dollar homes so that's my blend that I, I try to stay residential i try to stay like the hoa home you know postage stamp kind of lawns i try to stay that way that's my ideal customer i do have a couple of little businesses that I do work for. I've just recently sold one off in this route in Fort Worth that I was telling you about. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yes, I try to stay primarily residential, residential market in those HOA uh, postage stamps. And I try to keep them somewhat dense. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. You are, you're blessed to have that because you can, it sounds like you can keep your routes pretty tight. Um, I know it's a very populated area out there. So it's, it, it needs improvement, you know, just like anything, it, it's very difficult. I mean, I know there's a lot of different thoughts out there on it's that. It's a lot easier said than done. Bro, it is. Yeah. You either put this, like anything, you put the sweat equity in there, go to the door for a year, a season, you know, on your Saturdays and Sundays, even to kind of help fill in those gaps. But then you have some fall off and you got to replace those. And it's just, so I'm just I'm content with what I've got right now, and I'm just taking on with and considering whatever Google brings me, whatever word of mouth brings me at this point. I'm not being aggressive. Uh, yeah. I could be, and I probably should be, honestly, man. Um, but I mean, it, it is it is what it is right now. Everybody's hanging on. I don't got huge gaps of time in between. I mean, ideally, that's where you want to be. Is is uh, you know, three in a row, you know, four or five on one street, you know, and that's how, you know, I messaged everybody out there. 
uh, probably smarter than me, so I shouldn't even say, but um, um, density is the key. I mean, just take that windshield time out. Yeah, you work a little bit harder, you know, where you don't have that truck break maybe, but you know what? You've knocked out four or five ones in, in an hour and a half, and, you know, you're pulling down a couple hundred bucks. I mean, <laughs> that's, I'd say, yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, so what, yeah. what about you? What about you? I know we touched on yours a little bit. I forget. Are you rural too? Or are you more rural? Or are you, uh, are yeah. you like that? How's your, I'm kind of, it's kind of weird down here. Um, we're, we're in a suburb of a big city of Birmingham. I don't know if you know, I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've heard of Birmingham. Um, but that's kind of like the, there's Montgomery. I've seen, seen it on the map. Yeah. yeah I mean, like I've Montgomery it, is yeah. the capital of, of Alabama. And then Birmingham is like the biggest city. I mean, all the mm-hmm. civil rights mm-hmm. movement and all that stuff was in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And we are right outside. So Birmingham is very populated, very dense. And we're about 20 minutes outside of there. So we are uh, – We. it's hard to explain. There's a lot of different cities around us. And there's. we'll have one city where I actually my, – my house is. It's very dense, very populated. We can be extremely route dense. But if you go 15 minutes the other way into the neighboring city, it goes into very rural land. So you're looking at driving wow. 10, okay. 15 minutes between properties possibly. Um, so really, if you wanted to, you could have a blend of, and you probably do, but you could have a blend of whatever you wanted. Exactly. You can go get a, you can go get a 62-inch Tiger Cat, you know, or you could just stick with the 21s and you'd probably be just right either way. Yeah, yeah. that It's whatever you whatever I want to market because uh, that's actually, I started cool. out with a 60-inch. And that's I'm still running a 60 inch and a 54 inch, um, but like Those things are awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I love them. <laughs> it's just I a different it. grade of mower, man. When you get on that, it's just a different. It's a different experience. It is. It's just a different experience. Oh yeah, it's so much, so much bigger than a than like a. I mean, a 36 inch that type of stuff. That when you jump up to those 60 inches, it's a, the power that they put that they're packing in them now. Um, it's it's really good. But the the landscape for me is tough, and the whole route density because. I have a couple of properties that are like four acres, and then I have a couple of properties that I can push mow in seven minutes. So, uh, <laughs> so it's it's. Well, that uh, sounds pretty good, though. I mean, that sounds like the better. That sounds like the better of both worlds. It is. Man, it is, and it's and it's fun, and it's kind of cool to me this year because this year I've actually been uh, really trying to figure out which yards I make the most money on. Am I making more profit on my neighborhood uh, cookie cutter houses? Or am I making my yep. profit on my my houses that I'm sit that I'm there for two or two and yeah. a half hours, but I'm charging accordingly, and I'm not driving, yep. and, it, and it's just strictly billable hour, hours that I'm on that job. So, right, um, it is. I've heard curve. it. No, no, I hear you, and I mean, I mean, learn, 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 because you're young. You know, you got to, you got your whole future ahead of you, and if you're gonna mess up, do it now. Get do it, get it out of the way, because then you're gonna start winning. I don't see how you can mess up now because you got so much available content. You got so many, so much, so many guys out there just spilling their guts about their experience over the last 10, 15 years that, man, I mean, you can, you can just really take this bull by the horns and, and just, you know, have your way, you know, have, have your way with it really. Cause I mean, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it blows me away. Yeah. But I mean, and, well that, and kind of, I would like to touch on that just a little bit as far as, the acreage versus yeah, the yeah, seven minute push most. Um, in my experience, what I've, what I figured out because of the landscape where I'm at um, of, of the communities that are out there, I've actually moved away from the larger properties. Uh, as far as you know, we sold off all of our bigger equipment, uh, had bigger trailers. Um, 
you know, my buddy of mine was putting in his uh, F-250. I don't run those anymore. I may if I go the way of getting a ramp rack or uh, something welded or something like that, like a dovetail onto the truck and and uh, and do that, you know, for the suspension and the, and the motor and all that. So I may wind up doing that again. Um, but I have found, I have found that exactly do, do the volume, you know, per retail. It's kind of like retail versus wholesale, I guess, if, uh, that makes any sense as far as the, the, the pricing difference and the time on the jobs on the cookie cutter or the postage stamp ones versus the, uh, acreage uh, properties out here. Uh, I don't know what rates are out there, but I know the rates down here start becoming competitive around 95 to about $110 an acre uh, clean cut mow um, with a little bit of uh, weed eating and edging in there. Um, and that would typically take me, my, my partner, and even three guys at the time here a little while back, we would go do two and a half acre properties. Uh, and we'd be out there for probably two hours, maybe hour, uh, hour and a half, something like that. But, you know, if you got three guys out there, all that equipment, it's, it's more than that. It's, what is that? It's more like, what, five, four and a half hours, four and a half man hours? Yeah, man hours, yeah. And if we do that, if we apply that same man hours towards uh, the cookie cutter or the poster stamp lawns, uh, I found that the revenues come in about 20, 20 to 30% more consistently. And that's that's just kind of where I've been running and gunning. Now, of course – a different kind of client you got to advertise differently you know you got to have a different mindset for that and different tolerance level too <laughs> you know, at some point but uh uh that's just kind of how i found it and that's where i've kind of really taken my business i don't even i don't even really take on uh, commercial work anymore i've been burned by way too many not a lot of not a lot of uh uh what is that uh faithfulness there i yeah. guess as far as yeah, the that's, accounts are i i haven't been burned yet but that's one thing that i've learned i mean i've done a couple of commercial accounts and it, it's just a cutthroat industry out there i mean they every year they're going to be looking for the new guy the lowest guy um and it's it's one of those things yeah. that it's with my residential customers which is mainly what i am also um i have i, I you can build those, those relationships with those customers and and that's what i tell my customers when they sign up i told I landed a year-round contract the other day, and I was telling the lady, um, as an elderly widow, and I was like, "Look, you're not just a customer to me. You're like you're part of our family now. Like that's, and that's the way wow. I look at my business and my customers awesome. is because um, when you're dealing with residentials like that, they they trust you. I mean, they are putting their faith and their trust in you to have you and your crew on on their property, and um, at at all times of the day, whether they're there or not." And those are the kind of clients that I want. I don't want the ones that are going to be watching over me the whole time, texting me when they're when am I going to be there, <laughs> yeah. and, and all that. You you want somebody that can buy into to your business and to uh, and to our philosophy and our and trust us to be out there and and do a good job. And that's just that's one thing that I've learned the difference between commercial and residential. I mean, I've some of my residential customers I know for a fact that they will die before I'm not doing their lawn. And and that's a bold oh, statement. Man, that's awesome. That's a bold wow. statement, but I, I would take that to my grave because that's just the relationships man. that we build with them. Um, wow, okay. Well, so, good deal. Yeah. Well, and, and the, yeah, that reiterates the uh, the faithfulness, you know. I mean, you take the term, you know, well, it's a bit closer to home. No, it, it is home. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're right. You're taking, care of the, you're taking care of the dwelling. There's a level of trust there. You nailed it, man. Exactly, um, exactly. And especially when there's kids on the property. 
uh, yeah. in the summertime. I mean, if, if their yep. kids are out mm-hmm. playing or something, they want to trust that you can roll up there and the, the kids aren't going to get kidnapped or something. I mean, that's, that's right. They, they trust mm-hmm. you around their kids and their family, and and it's just a or that, like the whole thing. The whole thing of like the, the 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 cliche thing of you know the construction worker you know whistling at a uh, a lady walking down the sidewalk. You know, you get uh, the the teenagers and uh, little girls out there. You you know that you know you don't want them you know getting whistled at or anything by creepy lawn guys. Exactly. You know? So there's that level of trust that hey, you put these guys there, and and that speaks volumes and monuments and and uh, it goes a long and so, and way. I, all that is in the fabric of you know being able to maintain those accounts and being able on the business side of it, being able to rely on that income, be able to rely on those accounts um, for years and seasons at a time. And you're right, man, that, uh, that vicious snake of com- uh, competition and just being lower bid um, in the commercial end. It's just, it's awful. I mean, time and time again, HOAs out here, I see property management companies. Um, I, I've had, if I could go on a, if I could tell you a story of one that really burned me and really got me out of the, uh, out of commercial, I'm sure that's fine. I mean, I'm sure commercial is just fine. If you do it right, if you plan it right, if you hold your standards, you, you know, uphold your policies, I'm sure it's just fine. Uh, it's just, I got burned and I just don't care to go back into it. I may one of these days, if it's a good opportunity. Um, I had a decent experience by a builder. I had him for about five years before I sold him off to a buddy of mine. Uh, that contact anyways with their homes that they were building down here. Uh, and with the one that burned me real bad, about over about a year's time with my partner and I at the time, they wound up owing us like 50K, man, like between 46 and 50K. It's about a quarter million dollar con- um, contract, but looking back at the books over that year and what we were doing for them and all that. I mean, most of that was payroll material. We were, that was our profit. Let's just say that Jeremiah, yeah. the, the, the money they owed us over that year's time, year and some change. Uh, that was our profit. I mean, what is that? You know, what is that? 20%, 30%. Yeah. That was our yeah. profit of, <laughs> of what we did for them. And we had to wind up sending them demand letters from our attorney at the time. Oh, it was just a headache and, you know, I mean, we were literally writing checks by the skid of our teeth, man. And it just, it was, it was, a, it was a troublesome time. On top of you know having a staff, you know, I have a family at the time, and, and I still do. But I'm just, <laughs> I mean, with all that, it was just, it just put me in a big bind. And that was probably at that point was 50% of our our business. Um, and that, as a small business, man, that really, that really impacted us. And that just kind of soured my taste and experience towards commercial. And that's right around that time and a couple of years after is when I formulated my plan of just kind of targeting the, the residential. Because you can get, you know, 1,000 customers, 500 customers. You can lose 20 of them, and you still won't miss a beat, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. You, you can have five awesome commercial accounts, and let's say all of them are awesome, Except maybe one. One's questionable and one's just, you know, is, you know, piss poor, but you're going to take them because it's, you know, right around the corner from another one. But they're also paying you, you know, 20% of your overall income. You lose that, well, <laughs> you're having to lay people off. It's just, you know, so it can be done. Don't get me wrong. I, it's being done every day. Look at, uh, 
um, these, this big uh, publicly traded one. It used to be Brickman, uh, Brightview. I mean, yep. they, that's what yep. they do. They've made a whole uh, public trading company, public traded company out of it. But I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just whichever way, just how how thick your skin is, I guess, if you want, and what you're willing to put up with to chase a dollar, maybe. Nah. That's right. That's right. Well, that's that's a topic that we could go back and forth on all the time. I mean, that's yeah. We're, right. And, and yeah. for anybody that's listening, anybody new starting out, going into if you're looking at bidding commercial stuff, we're not saying don't do it. We're just saying. That for us be and careful. our business, just be careful. Know what you're doing. That's right. That's right. If you're going to go into it, do your uh, do your background history, like study up on. And there's a lot of. It's like Andrew hit on earlier. Uh, there's there's plenty of guys out here putting out content with commercial contracts and how to how to bid and and what your rates are to charge. So if you're gonna if you're gonna jump into that world, just make sure you're doing it the right way and don't put all your eggs in one basket. It, it, diversify your income a little bit as you start out, and uh, that way if you do drop if you do have one drop you then you're not hurting and that actually happened to me this year i i had an hoa that i've raised my rates on from last year because i hardly made any money on it i mean i i bid it way too low last year and i came in and raised them this year and they said no we're gonna find somebody cheaper and, and so i lost that hoa but, dang okay but i wasn't tied to that that wasn't my only source of income like i had 75 other other customers that i said okay i'll just go to them and we'll grow their we'll we'll take that hoa and the time that put into that and we'll gain 10 new customers and, and we'll make more money than we made last year so it's one of those things just if you're going to do it do it the right way uh but andrew kind of back to you let's go back to your story a little bit yeah. so you said you started out in 09 um mm-hmm. so you said you were in sales did you get laid off is that what you said that's right yeah so i was working at, i was working at a um a jeweler uh, a local jeweler here they weren't very big uh, but they had to file Chapter 11 and wound up closing half of their stores nationwide. wasn't a whole lot of them, but there was quite a bit of them. Yeah. Half stores, half the staff, and I was – I guess I wasn't uh, – I didn't make the cut. <laughs> and yeah. I was in that I was in that percentage of folk that had to lose. So. That's right. Well, so Okay, so, so let's dive into that a little bit. Um, we're already sitting at 26 minutes. This is fun. Uh, but let's dive into that. So if you got laid off at, in 09, you, you we were going through the recession at that point. I was still yeah. young, so I don't really remember it all. But I, I mean, I remember my parents and what we went through and all that. Um, but mm-hmm. so you being laid off in, in 09, what was your family status then? Okay, you, you got so, kids, you married. I mean, you said your, your wife was worried about the income. So, so what were you, how, how did that work in y'all's marriage when you came home and said, Hey, I'm laid off. And then you delved into the into the journey of I'm going to start a landscaping business. Um, like I said, we met at the marriage conference, so let's mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit. How did that affect your marriage going yeah. uh, going from taking that risk when when there's nothing else on the table? I mean, taking that and diving into it. Um, did your wife support you? I mean, what did y'all go through? I'm sure it was tough at that time. And, and go go into as much detail as you want. Don't don't feel like you awesome. have to say anything. Yeah, but absolutely, absolutely. I'd like to hear how um, that how that affected y'all and, and your kids and and how you did that and how the business grew during that time. So '09, uh, I was a newlywed. I'd only been married a year. We got wow. married in March of '08, and I got laid off uh, from that job in uh, June. Uh, May, June, yeah, it had to have been June '09, so we weren't married very long. She already, she has, a, she had a pretty good job working uh, for a couple of wealthy families as a nanny um, out in uh, uh, more of the ritzier part of uh, the Metroplex. So we were, it helped that she still had her job. But come on, man. I mean, 
<laughs> man, not being a breadwinner. Come on. You know, it's like, oh, this is awful. I knew I should have finished college, you know. But uh, anyhow, it's just, it, you know, it just a wave of emotion hits you. You know, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been terminated or let go from a job that you've been in a while. There's so many connections there. Just a wave of emotions, you know, income, uh, sustainability in my life and being the man I'm supposed to be, you know, paying all the bills. Anyways, it's just it all hit me. And, you know, I sit back and I'm like, I'm 23, you know, newlywed and I don't have a job. <laughs> um, but I have to say, my wife's been awesome through the entire uh, time. Um, she was, I don't know if she was completely supportive. I think she was kind of curious, kind of, okay, you want to drive around and mow lawns all day? All right. Last name being uh, Martinez? Okay, well, get after it. <laughs> and so uh, she didn't say no. She didn't say, no, I think you need to stay in there. And in fact, she saw I wasn't really, as I was going on interviews to other um, job opportunities that I was seeking out, you know, in that original original line of work and jewelry sales, she saw that she was, she said she saw the difference in me as I was coming home from, you know, a few days of mowing. Then I would spend a few days going on interviews. She saw a difference there. She saw like, Hey, you come, you know, you're, you're pepped. You have a little bit of cash in your pocket. You know, you got these accounts set up. You seem real into it. I know it's just kind of surface. Uh, but when you're coming off of these interviews, you just, it seems kind of humdrum to you. And I'm like, well, that's okay. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I, uh, let's see I did that through the last half of the season I did try to you know I want to get on unemployment or some benefits or something like that here a few months into it because I went into the winter time I didn't have any work because I didn't I didn't plan for that so I wound up doing that but then I started a uh, started it back up in uh, let's see, 2010 I think it was worked I think I worked uh, part-time for somebody as well and then we found out in February of 2010 that my wife was pregnant. So uh, that kind of was like a do or die kind of thing, bro, honestly. Yeah, it's a whole different I mean, ball game when there's kids in there. It was, yeah. And so I had a serious conversation with her. I was like, I, okay, we're pregnant. Awesome. Um, I think we should give this a shot. But if not, I understand if you want me to keep looking for a job or go back to another field or – getting to something a little bit more, um, I guess you would, if you would say professional, I guess, for lack of better words, um, at the time I will. Um, if not, I really, I put a, a mini game plan out there and my game plan on a piece of paper <laughs> with a pen was like, okay, if I charge this amount and do this amount, we will have this amount. <laughs> that was my game plan, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you know, if we do this minimally, I think we'll, at least my income that we were accustomed to for several years before at this point of the season uh, will be replaced. And that, I think that'd be a good place to start with. And then we can just see where it goes from there. And I'm just kind of forgetting about, you know, all the details in between there. But I mean, it, I mean, it just kind of just took off, I guess, after that. There was hard times. Don't get me wrong when you're starting a business, not structuring it the right way. You're not, not knowing what you don't know. Right. And, um, um, but here we are. So, um, kind of forgetting portions of that. Does that answer the yeah, question? Yeah. No. Yeah. Starting it off sure. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's what I was curious about was just how that, how that whole thing happened. And, um, so what was your back then? I mean, 
uh, Instagram. I mean, social media wasn't as big of a thing. I, I really don't know. I mean, what was Google like back then? What? How were you? How did you grow? So starting out like that. I mean, um, coming out of the jeweler jewelry business. I mean, you had no. Yeah. Did you have any background in landscaping? Oh, like I said, I did a little bit um, for like my my old pastors or some people there around the corner where I lived, um, little friends and family back when high school. Yeah, a little commercial job here and there, but I mean, totally wannabe, bro. I just, yeah, I mean, not. I mean, so you you didn't like have a legit quote unquote no. business in high school doing it. You just did no. some stuff on the side here and there. I was I wasn't a Corey Ballard where he was like fifteen and yeah. like he had like four crews out or something. Some yeah, yeah. So how did like you that. so how did you go about your advertising and your uh talk okay. about that a little bit. So Google obviously I mean they were still they were big then. Um I don't think that platform as far as like local businesses was like it wasn't it wasn't like the yellow pages were still was still in my mind. I was still thinking I still had to go through the yellow pages at that point and start calling people if I didn't want to go door to door. Let's just say that. And this was in 09. Uh, it probably wasn't that bad. I mean, I mean, I wasn't super into technology then. I just, you know, I had an internet base. I mean, YouTube was up. So I was able to uh, uh, watch a little bit of YouTube. And this, I actually watched somebody way before all these people I think uh, Greg Chisholm was the geek to freak. Was, yeah, geek to freak. He's awesome. He's he's awesome. Um, he was but the even OG. before him, as far as I know, even before him, there was a guy in my Metroplex here um, in Plano, which is about forty miles, forty fifty minutes north of where I'm at. He had a multi million dollar business, and he was he was one of the first YouTubers. Just giving out free lawn care content. His name is Jonathan Matoshnik with City Turf, um, uh, in uh, here in DFW, and at the time he he had already I think had amassed four or five thousand weekly clients or something like them crazy two thousand three thousand, and that's exactly what I said when I was about your age, close to your age. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and so. Um, like no way, and so he's given all this free content. I'm like, well, I want to be an idiot if I don't just watch him all the time. And so I say my my business model kind of is wrapped around um, around what the free advice he got. And I'm not discounting Chisholm and all these other guys, which I watch them all the time, even even now. Not Chisholm because he don't have his channel up anymore, but um, that older one. Um, but that's kind of where I kind of got all my my advice from so where yeah. you're at now you know finding me being able to meet at these trade shows and all this other that wasn't around that was not around and um i think i'm bunny trailing there how did i get to the to the uh, advertisement so nothing with the internet nothing with google nothing with youtube nothing like that i just did uh i got a yellow uh just a standard yellow eight and a half by eleven um, uh, paper. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I cut it into four squares. I said, Andrew's lawn service, $20 guaranteed and had my phone number on it. Man, that's I crazy. Was, I was, I was a chuck in the van. What'd you say? That's crazy. <laughs> chuck but that's such a, yeah. Chuck in the minivan. <laughs> Paul Jameson will laugh at that if he ever hears this. Uh, um, it's that's crazy though. I mean, that's so cool to hear. I mean, that that is it's cool for me to hear personally. I mean, now that I'm doing this thing and listening and having you on here, talking personally to somebody that is sounds like that, you're way way far ahead than where I even came close to. Let's yeah. I would say you're several 
several years ahead just starting than where I was when I started. Yeah, from yeah, but hey, that's yeah. that's thanks to thanks to everybody in the community, and I've had good yeah, mentors man. in my life and stuff. But so cool watching. I mean, not watching, but hearing about where you how you started like that. I mean, literally cutting a piece of paper into four squares, uh, and that's that's right. <laughs> that just goes to show any young guys out there starting out. I mean, there's you can do it. I mean, if you want to do it, and you have the hustle and the drive. Yeah, do it. Just just do and, it. And you kind of have to. If I could have done it all over again, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But um, I mean, I'll never forget this one lady I had for a couple seasons. She uh, she was like, oh, okay, so I only get my mine cut uh, every two weeks by a company right now. Uh, is this twenty dollars for every two weeks? And I'm like, yeah, I just I'm looking for business, and it's twenty twenty dollars guaranteed. Yes, ma'am. I didn't have Google Earth. I didn't look her property. I don't know what I'm walking into, Jeremiah. I don't. I have no idea. I yeah. just know it's in an HOA. I have no idea what house it is. <laughs> well. So I'm like, so um, so I go over to the property and I started talking. Around. I'm like, oh man, I'm art. It wasn't terrible, but it was a little thick. It was a biweekly lawn. It was irrigated. It was treated. So it was that whole situation. I deal with Bermuda a lot and St. Augustine down in my market. So yeah. um, it can get potentially, it can get troublesome if you're not careful. And yeah. so she was like, oh, I'm, I was, it was such a blessing, you know, getting your card on, getting your flyer here on the door. And it actually turned out to be what you said. There's no gimmicks or anything. She alluded to that. And um, she's like, yeah, the company before me, um, which I know them now, and I actually um, – pretty good acquaintances with him <laughs> was like, Oh yeah, this company here was uh, charging me double what you're charging me. And they wouldn't even, they did, there was something else that they didn't do, which now thinking back on, I'm like, man, they knew what it was. <laughs> they, they were charging right anyways. But uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. Don't worry. And you know, I can only, I can do your bushes for $20 too. It took me like three hours, <laughs> two yeah. and a half hours. So uh, that's kind of like a snapshot of that. But that's how I started. Of course, word of mouth. Once I started getting around, I was pretty much, yeah, the chuck in the minivan. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rick's lawn mowing, you know, in the minivan. And so I would uh, get those kinds of clients because that's how I um, put myself out there. Yeah. Um, but I think a turning point for me to kind of back up into the, the 09 point was I, while I was putting all these little dink flyers out and I had my limited – resources out there and like you said though jeremy just the drive and the hustle and the push and like hey i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do it um of course that was about 30 pounds ago and what's that now 11 11 12 years ago um i pretty much was like yeah just send it my way i didn't even know at that point that we're supposed to be set up on a uh, a regular basis i just thought people were supposed to call me if they needed so i have to get all those flyers i have to get all these flyers out there <laughs> I'm remembering that as I'm, as I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah. So, yeah. And so I think the turning point for me though, is, um, I had not taken my wife outside of our actual marriage, um, marriage ceremony in Florida. I hadn't taken her on a a nice vacation yet. Um, and any of the jobs that I had, even with her working with the bills and life and everything. And I actually was able to take her to sea world, uh, on our own, uh, down to uh, SeaWorld here in San Antonio, which is about uh, probably another hour and a half, two hours south of where you and I met there in Waco. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had a, about I had a wad of cash in my pocket, you know, had sat there at, at home. I'm like, yeah, let's go. We're gonna do this. I felt like man. But anyways, that for me, I, I made more money 
on my low pricing, believe it or not, because I guess I was, I didn't have a staff. I didn't have a, a guy working with me and I just kind of was working with the limited stuff. I didn't have car payments on it. So none of that stuff. Right. And so, um, yeah, we were able to get away, have a decent, um, vacation, uh, go down there and do that and come back and hit the grind. I had never experienced that in, in my adult married life. It was, a, it was a turning point for me. It's not much now, but then it was, dude, we're going to Cancun. That's basically like Cancun. I yeah. had went to Europe and I had traveled the globe when I was a teenager, but that was under, I was still, my parents sponsored a lot of that. Church did. I came up with a lot of money. It just di- it's just different, man. Just, yeah, this, you know, was when you you, get married, this was you providing for your wife and, and y'all having a fun vacation and getting to get away. I mean, that's, that's a, oh, that's a sense I of pride. Mean. I go out, I kill, I bring home here. You know, yeah, that's kind of how yeah. it was, you know? <laughs> yeah, yep, I totally understand. And, and, and I think that was kind of, for me it was, but that was still in the 09. That's not when I got her to jump on board officially or, or yeah. you know, try to sell it to her But in 010 and 10 when we found out we were pregnant. So that for me, that's when I kind of started seeing glimmers of promise there. Um, but then all the wintertime stuff started hitting me, and I'm like, oh, well, I can't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. What do I do now? You know, I hear you. I hear so. you. Well, this is probably going to be the one question that I ask everybody on my, every landscape, any, any lawn maintenance provider, I guess you could say that I have on here because this is one that I love talking about and Fire it's a, it's away, a, it's a popular topic. It's not a big question at all. So we're dealing with the same, I mean, we're dealing with the same grass, Bermuda. Uh, we have Zoysia down here. We have some yep. St. Augustine, not that much. Um, but are y'all, are y'all a, bi-weekly or a weekly uh servicing business uh for the most part or do you have a mix of both or just hit on that real quick okay so i got pretty staunch weekly for a few years in that transition uh so you know the commercial getting away from commercial yep setting policies up and i, I was pretty staunch weekly or i would only take on bi-weekly um if it was convenient it was around the corner or something like that um, but I would always aim for weekly and I would kind of put, and I hate saying it, I would put my bi-weekly accounts I would pick up in the year kind of on the back burner. Yeah. If we get rain, if we got rained out, you're not on priority. We got to get to our priority weekly customers or annual customers. We got to do, Yep. Which uh, I, I tried to, I tried to approach that multiple ways to kind of help offset the sting of it. Just simply being a dang bi-weekly account. Right. Um, I tried to approach it like in contracts with, you know, full service only. Uh, I tried to approach it like, okay, you only, you can, you have to pay every single time as opposed to monthly, I, different little things like that. But, uh, I had to say I, I buckled finally and I was watching, uh, um, oh, what's, uh, with Augusta, Augusta lawn care, yeah, my candies, my candies. Thank you, man. Um, he did something on the bi-weekly versus weekly thing that I never really even considered. Honestly, was kind of scared to Jeremiah as far as the pricing goes. So this year was really the first year that I've got back into voluntarily putting it on my websites, putting it uh, in my service offering bi-weekly and weekly. Um, now, what I, I followed what he was saying as experimental and a buddy of mine was doing the same thing. He follows them as well. Um, was the pricing. It's like, okay, so our standard lawn down here is going to be somewhere around 35 to $45 a, a weekly cut. Okay. 
So basically they're saying, Hey, if you need to, or if you would like to incorporate that biweekly on, I know they're basically saying it gets a bad rap. Biweekly gets a bad rap. And it does. It's inconvenient. If you have, like you're saying, if you have 75 customers that are weekly and then you have 10 that are biweekly, it can get kind of inconvenient, right? And so what he was saying, it was like, but you could potentially pull other work off of that. You could have that in the winding down of the season. You'll have them at their first part of the season. Um, you can also, that's another line of getting, if you just do a great job, like you do anything else, that's another line of marketing where you can get referrals from. He just kind of named off these different tiers of reasons why. And I was like, you know, okay, let's check this out. But the main point was just the thickness. Of course, it's the, you know, just, uh, the, the cost of it. So I got to a point where, yes, I do offer it now. I have it on my websites, but I don't care what size it is. It's going to be X amount of dollars to have us even show up if it's going to be uh, every two weeks. Yeah. Um, and I think on his method, it was like at least at least 50% more of what your weekly charge would be. And I was like, okay, let's try that. You know, if it's a $35 cut, it'd be uh, help me out. 50 bucks, 50 bucks if it's biweekly, every we service. Double on it? Uh, was that right? Or fifty percent? Uh, you said fifty percent. Okay, okay, fifty percent. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50, yeah, I had to, yeah. I thought you. Were, I'm not a math whiz, so I'm I like, thought we were going to seventy. I was like, if people are biting on that, it's worth it, <laughs> bro. Well, well, on that, let's not forget an HOA lawn, nice lawn. I've closed the last few biweeklies I had. Uh, I have one in the sixty dollar range. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe you looking at the the lawn itself, front and back. You'd probably say, oh, it's like a thirty forty dollar lawn. And it is, but I told them the procedure. I told them how I do it. I don't normally uh, do this, but now we are offering biweekly, but here's, here's the pricing on that. And they actually opted into doing that over weekly, which to them, they're saving money, right? If you're really that, if they're trying to still think pocketbook, you're actually yeah. saving money. So I'm mowing, a, I'm mowing this lawn for $65 before sales tax, mind you. So it's coming out to be like a seventy dollar charge every time I see it. Uh, there you go. You're absolutely. It's seventy dollars. It's sixty five dollars. And how I said, I was like, well, in my mind, I'm looking at this lawn. I'm talking with the customer, the client now, and I'm like, okay, this would be a this would be a forty dollar cut. Um, you know, fifty percent more of that. You know, uh, I threw a number out there, sixty five dollars. Um, and you know what? I'll even I'll even throw in some glyphosate treatments for you in the cracks of your driveway and your flower beds kind of keep the, the weeds away too. And they were pretty much, Oh yeah. <laughs> and cool. I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So, but I, there's probably, I'm always saying, I'm always enforcing weekly. I'm always saying, Hey, I'm doing, that, I'm doing that. At this point in the season, I'm probably going to turn it away because I'm so busy now, yeah. even though I'm advertising on my website, I just haven't, I just can't do it. You yeah. know, I mean, it just, I just can't, it's just, I don't have enough room. I just, I can't do it with quality. That's right. I'm gonna miss that's you. right. And that's the thing with biweeklies is you gotta, you gotta, in this point in the year, we are mainly a biweekly company right now. 
Uh, I want to transition into weeklies in the next over the course of the next couple of years. But at this point in the year, I try to get as many over to weeklies mm-hmm. for the months of July and August because it is so hot here, and we get we get now, showers on, every day, and it grows like crazy. So yeah, so quality. I heard that on your yeah I heard that on your podcast. Um, I guess it was a couple back, maybe it was the last one. But you had mentioned that, and I was I'm glad you brought that up because. I was uh, I, I was curious about that. Yeah. I also work with primarily Bermuda, some Zoysia, primarily Bermuda, primarily uh, Saint Augustine down this way. Yeah, yeah. So Jane it's dog. I'm sorry. No, no, no you're good. You're good. It's but um, good. It's but rough. um, but uh, that's uh, yeah, that's that's how I'm set up. For I, both. I'm I am. I present that. I just charge fifty percent more minimum on the biweekly at the same time. Yeah. So you said yours. You said yours though. I got buddy trailed there. You said yours was um, uh, you're primarily biweekly. Correct. Yes, we're we're primarily biweekly. Um, but you do a lot of bigger properties that probably aren't irrigated, right? Correct. Yeah. There's a very. I mean, I could count probably twenty of our. 85 clients 80 85 clients right now uh probably 20 or 25 of them have irrigation systems so um the ones that are running them consistently yeah we try to get them on weeklies uh but it's kind of one of those things that it it all and it also all depends on the weather i mean every year is different this year where it's extremely wet down here i hear you it's extremely wet so over over here too over here too i think we got a i think I think the southern hemisphere of the United States got hit with a, a barrage of, of, of moisture yeah. uh, this year, more so than normal. If okay. Only, if only okay. the West could get some. I've heard they're dying for it, like Washington yeah. and California and all that. So, yeah. Um, but, wow. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. That's what I was curious to hear about. That's one of those things I'm probably going to ask everybody because I just it's a cool topic to me. I like hearing how it is, everybody's yeah. different and. Well, that's one of those main monumental kind of conflicting things, bi-weekly versus weekly. Yep. You can only get bi-weekly sometimes in, in, in some markets of the nation. Yep. Some people will only do that, you know. And that's um, that's kind of uh, where we are right now is that's where we are most of the time. That's what that's what people are offering, and that's what people want to pay for. They don't want to pay for weekly down here. Um, well, if that's, if that's how it is there, I would just capitalize on that, you know, and just – Look at your books, see if you're charging yeah. the way you're supposed to be it's charging. It's just all about pricing accordingly. And then really try to spend that maybe some of the some of the time on the alternating week trying to maybe uh, not leave so much on the table and, you know, hey, do some tree trimming if you, or bush trimming or de-weeding or treatments, I don't know, something like that. Power yeah. washing even, heck. I mean, that seems to be a popular thing now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing that to kind of help offset that weekly pattern because – I mean, if that is what it is, if the market is what it is, there's not much you can do about that. Now, that Jonathan Potoshnik guy, he was saying that about the pricing from years and years ago. He was like, the topic of pricing came up and what you want to charge. And the biweekly and weekly thing came up, too, in one of these videos that he had up there. And uh, he's, he pretty much just flat out said – and this guy's very macro. He's, he's – I mean, his business now is probably eight 9,000 customers, if I can remember right. He's owned multiple cleaning businesses. He, uh, I take part in his um, uh, software that he, CRM software that he has. So he runs that too. So he sees things in a much more macro position probably than you and I. And he'll just flat out say, he say, he just flat out said at one point, he's like the market, even in some points, you might be limited by the market, 
because the market will dictate the price. And so in this case, your market, your area there, that's probably what it dictates. You know, you probably a weekly client over here for me is probably a bi-weekly client over there for you. And yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that's just, um, just part of it. We try to get as many weeklies as we can, but we just, we're okay with bi-weeklies. We price accordingly. And, and you got like, a good business though. 85 clients. You said, you said yeah. 85, 88. Sorry to yeah. Interrupt you, but. Yeah. 80, 85, something like that. It, they, it fluctuates because we pick them up. I mean, we pick some up every day and we lose some every day. So it's, Kind of one of those things. Oh, I hear you. It's it's hard to give an exact count, but we we really don't have weeks off because uh, we cut a lot of. I mean, we cut a variety of both, like I was saying, and we have properties that'll take us two and three hours to mow. So we can't mow eighteen or twenty yards in a day. We're we're looking at twelve to fourteen a day that we're doing pretty good if we're doing that. Um, just because, like I said, we are a little more rural and our, our properties mm-hmm. are, are bigger. But um, Well, can I ask you, and you don't have to answer this, but more or less, what do you charge per acre or per property? I mean, I know you had a blend of the 7-minute 21 mo versus yeah. the acreage 61-inch uh, mo. So how, what, what is your rates kind of? I'm curious out there. Yeah, so what we're – what we're doing right now is I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get $125 an hour. Um, that's for the now that that's not per man hour. That's for I was gonna say whoa. No 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 that's man, not that's I, not per man hour. Let me go work for you, bro. Yeah, I'm no, gonna no, sell no. off right now and move my family out there. No no. <laughs> uh, but so I, I would say our average yard is probably gonna be seventy dollars if that's our average yard. Um, that's taken from the top and the bottom. Um, gotcha. We okay. we try to. This year, I'm transitioning into. Uh, we were doing some thirty dollars yards last year in our neighborhoods, um, but from here on out and into next year, I'm not going to do anything uh, less than forty five, um, even in neighborhoods, just because uh, me and and me and two or three guys rolling up with a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment, I can't be sitting there doing a thirty five minute cut, a thirty five dollar right, cut. It's it's just absolutely it's no way to run a business, and uh, so it's that's kind of where we're at. Pricing okay. is is I would say average is seventy bucks down here, but well, um, now the now the the, pri- the pricing average is seventy bucks down here. Now that's on a that's on a regular like an eight away kind of lawn or like a rural but maybe a half acre kind of maybe like an oversized lawn kind of thing yeah or? i would say oversized uh neighborhood lawn i mean that i mean that's what we're probably a quarter of an acre or something like that oh um, okay that's pretty big then okay yeah no. yeah because down here we'll have we'll have like a tenth of an acre yeah know, ten thousand no. square feet you know stuff like that Most, i would and say then, our i would say our average yard price is set about seventy dollars and then our average that's yard, good though. our average yard takes us about twenty-five to thirty minutes. So. Have you done the math? Have you done the math like uh, what that breaks down into your your man per hour on average? That's actually one thing I'm working on this year. I, I'm trying to trying to get the numbers right this year. Uh, I've I've worked on it. I mean, last year and and coming into this year, but I still haven't got anything set yet. Um, that's sure. okay. everything new well, that dude, I'm taking. You're growing. On. It'll come. Yeah, yeah, that'll come. yeah. That's I, right. I have to say. If I could tell you one thing, um, three three things that I could tell you that I would really enforce in, in this uh, the the newness of all this for you is um, have a good CRM platform, one that you can grow sure. with. Yeah. 
um, charge credit cards. Oh yeah, solve I'm already doing that. Tons of problems. Oh, that's awesome. We love switched. To hear that. Yeah, we switched to that this year, and that is that is so much easier. I, it, it just solves so many problems. You know, yep. I mean, and, and I think more so for because I mean, you got to think. For me, everything was like 15 years ago. So I mean, in technology, 15 years ago was like. I mean, things change, you know, day to day almost, it seems like, you know, yeah. I mean, they come out of a new cell phone every day. Yeah. So, yeah, that there is, I mean, that's, that's prime. I mean, in my opinion, I wouldn't run a, a, a mobile service company without what we do anyways. There's different ones out there like food trucks and stuff like that. It's different, but I mean, if they're wanting to drop, you know, cash on you, you know, if it's an old lady, it is what it is, you yeah. know, but the, the the core of your business yeah have that integrated on that crm platform you know run credit cards and whatever you know what the late, latest thing is is yeah i'm not a mathematician but had i known my numbers years and years ago probably be in a different place by now yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah it's like but Caleb that, that, says 10 years behind where he should be man yeah, but yeah, that's that's a whole that's that's a that's an awesome story there. I tell you what, man, that's truly David got knocked down, but then he got back up. He didn't get David really did get knocked. He got yeah. knocked down. He yeah. got back up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He cut the head off, man. He cut the head off of the intimidation of business. Literally. That's right. So I mean, that's right. But, so that that's what I'd leave you with, man. Is is know your numbers, have a good CRM, and charge credit card. And I'm sure there's other more, there's other important things out there. But honestly, from what it sounds like, you're doing a really good job already. But if you continue down the line and incorporate those, and in, it would solve headaches. What is that? What's that saying? It's a, uh, it's a uh, uh, maintenance. Uh, what's that called? Like in machines, like pre-maintenance or. Preventative maintenance. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, that's what I would encourage you. But it sounds like you got a good thing. Good thing. I think your rates are pretty good, too. I mean, I don't know the – without knowing and seeing the average property out there, that sounds – I mean, again, you're light years ahead of where I was. I yeah. just told you. I, I put out $20 guaranteed no matter what. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, so, well, that's awesome, man. Well, we're coming up on an hour here with this time has flown by. Uh, wow, we're already it's been great. Fifty-seven yeah. minutes, but it's wow. it's it's oh, been God. fun having fun having a conversation. I hope uh, anybody that's listening has learned from this, and this is exactly yeah. what I want the podcast to be. It's like I said in the beginning. This is going to be a uh, it's just going to be a laid back. We're going to have conversations. We're going to talk business principles. Um, I, I I said I'm 21. I'm coming into this thing, and I'm learning with y'all. So, man, that's awesome. excuse well, me. I I have, I I have to say, Jeremiah, that's uh, you know, knowing how old you are and what you're getting into, what you've done, the fact that you're 21, you're married, and you run in your own business pretty well, from what it sounds like, and you're also doing a, a podcast like this, bro. I mean, I think I I would say with other with other guys uh, with businesses out there, even in different industries, they give you a big old pat on the back, man. So yeah. you keep doing what you're doing. That's, well, that's awesome. That means a lot. I appreciate it. But that's, I can only imagine where you're going to be 
where I'm at now, yeah. where you're going to be, you know, fast forward when you're 36. Well, the, go- the goal is to be retired by 40 and selling in the Florida, the Keys somewhere, you know. I don't know. But <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's big awesome. dreaming. That's big dreaming. <laughs> but anyway, it's that's been a great. pleasure having you on, Andrew. It's been a super Likewise, fun, my friend. super fun episode. Uh, uh, where would, where can everybody find you at? What's your socials? Ah, yeah. So Instagram is uh, Southern Suns Landscape. I know it's kind of long, um, but it's just exactly, oh, it's Suns is S-O-N-S, like the sun, like a child. Southern Suns Landscape, that's on Instagram. Uh, if you put that in Facebook, it'll it'll pop up on like a little green and orange sun with a double S on it, it looks like. Uh, I got something on YouTube. I only have like four clips on there. I kind of tried to start it, and then I got busy. You know, that was like in March, I think, early early April or something, and I then I just quit posting stuff up because it's got too busy i've been doing more on on instagram so uh you can find a little bit on on youtube southern sun same thing uh i'm primarily on um on instagram it's uh, uh is it at is that right at uh southern suns landscape yep yep um and then same thing on uh, facebook yeah well that's that's cool. We will uh, try to get everything in the show notes. Oh, my website! My website's uh, uh, southernsons.com. Southernsons.com. So pretty easy. Southern Suns everything. That's the yes, that's the way to do. Pretty much. Keep that's it simple. Right, man. Keep it simple and easy. Well, Andrew, it's been a pleasure talking, buddy. Um, it, Likewise. It, it's Likewise, been it's been so fun getting this thing started, guys. I uh, can't wait to to go into the future. We're definitely gonna have Andrew back on uh, down the road, maybe in the fall once we're doing leaf cleanups and seeing that what their business is like out there going into the winter. Um, so can't wait to get back in touch with him. Can't wait to get this thing growing. Uh, yep. If y'all y'all like the episodes, um, they actually switched on Apple Podcasts now, and I think all platforms. I don't know. They switched from subscribe to follow. So if you're liking the podcast, follow the podcast. Press that follow button. Uh, leave a rating interview. It really helps the algorithms push us. And uh, I'm just really trying to grow this thing, get out into the community, and uh, bring everybody together, bring good quality content from, from uh, our mouths to your ears. So it's been an honor to have you on, Andrew, today. And uh, I just I can't wait to hook back up with you next time. And um, it's just it's going to be an honor. And it's been an honor, and it's going to be fun fun watching this thing grow. It's been an honor to be had, man. This has been fun. I thank you so much for giving me the the privilege of being the the inaugural uh, interviewer, man. That's or an interviewee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Now that's really awesome, and I, I really I'm encouraged by seeing what you and uh, your wife's got going on with the business and her career, and yeah, and you're recovering so well, man, from uh, from that injury you did. I'm so happy that they didn't keep you down and didn't keep you behind and. Um, you're, you're, you're growing strong in the business and I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're not going to have more, uh, encounters that might hit you, but man, you're, you're not letting these things keep you down. So you got a promising future and it's just been a, it's been a treat. It's been a pleasure to, to, to be the first interviewer on here, man. Thank well, you. Well, you're welcome. The honor's all mine. Well, uh, that's, it's been an honor. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, buddy. I will, uh, yep. hopefully keep up with you, keep in touch, but, uh, reach out when you can, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Y'all have an awesome one. All right. See you, buddy. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that episode. That was our first guest, first interviewee, Andrew Martinez. Uh, it was an honor getting to meet him out at Together in the Trades. And a uh, really, really cool guy. He's somebody that started from some, from nothing in the business, in the landscaping business. And like he said, grew it up really big, and now he's scaled back down. Um, so there's a lot to learn from him. 
And it's just an honor getting to do this thing, guys. I'm so, so honored to be able to do this and, and interview people. Hopefully, we're going to get more on the show here as we continue. Um, but if you all enjoyed today's episode, uh, like I said earlier, leave us a like and uh, follow us on all the platforms and share it on your social media. Um, you can reach us at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram. That's all in the show notes. Uh, so go check it out. Give us a follow. Uh, share the podcast. And let's get this thing growing together. Um, but that's going to wrap it up. We are looking forward to getting out the next episode. Hopefully have another guest on here. Um, but who knows what's going what's gonna to happen. Just depends on what, what the weather throws at us the next couple of days. Whether we're going to be able to get another interview in or not. We might be riding solo again. Uh, but anyway, that's going to wrap this one up. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here, guys. We will see you all here on the next one.